Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped.com. See the podcast description for a special money off code. Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Tottenham Hotspur. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody and welcome back to a new episode of the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam, joining me as always to dissect and discuss all things Tottenham Hotspur, it's my good friend Matt. How you mate, you are, it's uh, business as usual now as a Spurs fan isn't it? Yeah, we get yeah, we, yeah it, it was fun, I mean we knew, we knew we'd have a laugh with it for a few weeks yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. and yeah and then back to soul crushing agony so yeah it was fun <laughs> oh actually no not soul crushing agony joy and wonderfulness oh uh, this week um i have a friend who lives in america and his son into football and he's you know looking for a team to support and i obviously recommended the wonderful and wacky tottenham hotspur because you know what's the point in supporting a team that wins stuff all the time that's dull that's boring he wants to yeah, do a couple of the shows or tried to before his dad switched them off quickly um mostly down to uh, my colorful use of the english anglo-saxon language so this week's show is going to be the first ever spurs news podcast that's pg we're not even going to make it a U-rated, Sam. It's going to be P- it, yeah. It's got to be PG because we're sponsored by Manscaped. Oh, okay, I don't yeah, think yeah. that we can get a U-rating. But <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna swear. This Fantastic. Week. This yeah, it's going to be a swear-free zone for me. So uh, yeah, everyone of a delicate oral position, you will be very pleased with that. But. Um, although uh, I gotta say, but most of our audience, when I get messages and emails and stuff, they have a pretty colourful use of the Anglo-Saxon language themselves. So I don't mm. think I've offended anyone yet. Can can I uh, at certain points in the podcast? Can I try to sort of goad you to see if I get a swear word, just to show how dedicated you are to this being a PG podcast? You can try. Yes. So uh, let's let's stop. Can I start with one for example? One for example. No. <laughs> What do you make of that ex-Spurs captain that made the uh, the the short trip over to Arsenal a few years back? Uh, a certain Sol Campbell. <laughs> um, I think he's an interesting gentleman um, who clearly has a very uh, special mentality and mindset, and he's one that perhaps I do not necessarily agree with, and I feel that he should be. Now to a cross and crucified. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> he was doing so well. <laughs> I, I didn't swear. You didn't swear. That's a good point. Yeah, I, I, you I, pass I, the I feel test, his. Though. I feel his views on loyalty differ from mine. There you go. There we go. <laughs> you did it. Test pass. Yeah. Oh, I think I, I think I just passed an audition to be an MP, a <laughs> uh, member of Parliament for our friends in the states. Uh, yeah, so our our show is very global. Um, we have a fan base in South Africa that's kind of crazy. Uh, about forty people across various parts of South Africa listen to us every single week. So hello, and I apologise for every time I absolutely massacre your accent. Um, blame blame my friend who is South African and I spend a lot of time with (laughs) Um, yeah uh, we also have listeners in uh, Scandinavia uh, Denmark, Norway, uh, Sweden Iceland Um, uh, we've got one listener in Slovenia now who's listened to our last 50 shows 
Yeah, I, I got very bored on hold the other day and was just sat looking at our stats <laughs> for the podcast. And I decided I'd just write a few of them down because I thought you'd, you'd find them interesting. And I've been meaning to tell you for days and I thought, oh, well, I'll tell him when we're recording. <laughs> so that way, if you're in these places and you go, oh, that's me, you, you know, that's that's good. Um, we got uh, We got three listeners in Hong Kong who have listened to every show. You get a lot of expats in uh, Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm guessing that. Mm. Um, uh, we we got people listening all over the place. Our, our American listenership's now up to 50 people, um, regular anyway. It varies between 50 and 100. I, I think if we win and we're doing well, our listenership spike. I think whenever we lose, a lot of people just go, do you know what, I don't want to hear anything to do with Tottenham right now, and, and just... Shut off, and I, I kind of get that. Yeah, it's, it's it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because you can go either go two ways. You can do that. You can go look. Do you know what? I just need to shut off. I don't know. Put my fingers in my ears. Yeah. But there's also the element of I just want to speak or listen to fellow Spurs fans, so I know that I'm not the only one feeling this pain. I think there's <laughs> yeah. an element of that, isn't it? <laughs> Misery loves share. Company, share with people. me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. That, I mean, that's, that's quite. That's that's very true. Yeah. Um. One of the other things I was going to say to you to start of this show is I, I realised last week when I posted uh, our podcast, we're actually getting very close to our 150th episode. Wow. What one are we yeah. now? Yeah, we're 144, I think. This could be 145. I, I'll double check. But yeah, we are getting close. Close to the point that I really should think about what we're going to do. Just a drinking one. I always I just suggest that. An anniversary one just has to be us being drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and, and obviously that's not going to be one to listen to for the, for the no, your friend's boy. no. no. <laughs> Yeah, on the day that I say this podcast is going to be PG and I'm not going to swear, we also announced the 150th episode, I'm going to be drunk. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> um, well, if we are going to do a drunk one, there's no way I can record that at 9am. No, no, we would, we'll do a late one. Yeah, 9am is a little bit we, too we, early. Yeah, yeah, 10am? Yeah, no. yeah, the, the only time you're allowed to drink pre 9am is when you're going on holiday yeah. that is literally the only time you're allowed to do that <laughs> what in the airport, yeah, the airport yeah. if, for me to get on an airplane yeah I ain't getting on one sober that's, <laughs> that's been my rule for life I just love the fact that pubs are open up from 5am and you see people drinking pints of Guinness at 5am in the morning like. yeah I could never do that <laughs> I, I I don't mind Guinness like my, my dad years ago I, I tried it when I was like 15 he went oh try try a sip of guinness and i remember it just basically being the most evil thing oh, i'd it. ever tasted in my life and then i got to about 30 and someone stuck one in front of me on st patrick's day and i said oh that that actually isn't bad but it is a meal yeah it's you a know, meal that, in a that glass like a meal in a pint glass <laughs> um and i see people doing it like early in the morning one of my friends once we were like leaving and he downed a pint i was like how how did you do that how, surely you eat that you don't <laughs> What is going on, man? Um, so, yeah, that, that's... I don't know. I always think that's a really dangerous idea for two reasons. One, I'm the one who has to edit it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and editing the show where we got Laura, Dan, and Stefan on was, was crazy enough. That, that, was, that was crazy enough. Uh, editing me and you drunk might be... I don't do know. We might have to record it like a week in advance or something. Yeah, but do, do we just, do we have to edit it? I mean, just that's part of the charm. Oh, if we just have a drunk and unedited version. <laughs> I don't know. Um, all right, we'll we'll throw it to we'll throw it to the people. Okay. Um, 150th episodes coming up. Let us know. Uh, email 
message into the Facebook page. Um, the email for any of us, by the way, is our name and then at spursnews.co.uk. So if you want to email Matt, although don't tell me you still haven't set up. Oh, I don't know how to, Sam. Just one, one, You're killing one me. day, You're killing one me. day, just sit. <laughs> like we'll sit down and you can just talk me through how to get into these emails because you know I'm just not good at that kind you're of probably, stuff. You're probably going to open it and find that you've got like a year's worth of hate and love. Yeah, I just ignore the hate and enjoy yeah, the delete. love. Just, just delete every everyone. This titled your opinion suck. Just, <laughs> just, just delete, delete it. Yeah. Do you know um, we've got the fan of the show that emails me every week to tell me how crap I am? Hmm. He's still doing it. Really? Yeah, what a hero. He listens every week and basically critiques me. Um, yeah. Uh, any positive positivity or is it still still horrible stuff? Or No, I mean, the, the, the last, the only time he's emailed in a kind of wasn't just having a go at me for being a carrot cruncher and words to that effect um, was when I was clearly not very well with COVID and all he put on that one was probably should have got someone else in you didn't sound great have you thought about calling the police (laughs) 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 yeah it's a lot at some point you've obviously upset someone really bad if it it ever alternates to I'm sitting in your driveway (laughs) (laughs) then then yeah (laughs) I don't know in in my experience people who threaten me over the internet on the phone tend to shrink when they meet me so it doesn't overly bother me It's like oh, I'm gonna kick your ass. All right. Yeah. yeah <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Bigger people have. <laughs> yeah, well, have tried. No, they have. They've succeeded. <laughs> um. So yeah, I uh, 150th episode. We all do something. Because in the past, um, I I've spoke to countless people about uh, getting like former players on and stuff like that. And we've done interviews with with a couple. I mean, you've actually gone and met Mickey Hazard in his own home, which was great. Uh, you know, obviously pre-pandemic. Yeah, sure. Um, but because of because of pandemic now, it, everything like that's quite a difficult thing to do. And you can speak to people over Skype and record over Skype and stuff like that. But it's again, it's it's not easy to put the show together. So I'm not overly sure what yet. I feel like we need to do something for because the hundredth episode we did like a it was like two hours long. Yeah, that's right. There's there's, there's yeah. things we can do. Hopefully, hopefully. Sp- we get a Spurs win. That'll be that'd be a nice part of it. But yeah. you know, there's like we should go. We should. I'm, I'm trying to think outside the box. Let's let's go. Let's go to a. I mean, I'm a season ticket holder. You can get guest tickets. Yeah. I'll get you a ticket. Come along and we will do the podcast in the stadium. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> See, drunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there the you go. Stadium. Yeah, no. You 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 think it wouldn't be PG just drunk sat at home? Could you imagine it in the stadium? Yeah. Let Let's sing the So Campbell song. Yeah. Well, if we if we no, dr- if no, we drunk no, as well, not. we'll go. Come on, let's go and see. If we make our way down to the tunnel, talk to some players. So we'll probably get some player interviews, whether we're allowed to or not. It'll be a, a, you you'll know. probably get some player. And this is Jeff. He's a security guard at Tottenham Hotspur <laughs> yeah. Stadium. <laughs> yeah, handcuffs are quite tight here, Jeff. Yeah. No, I, I don't think that's going to work either. But uh, especially now we've just broadcast it. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll look into it. We will definitely look into yeah. that. Um, we're going to kick the show off properly now with uh, our new feature. And if you've not heard this, this is Matt's new feature. This isn't me. I'm just going to put this out there again. <laughs> uh, Matt's new feature. Uh, if you've not heard it yet, you're in for a treat. Uh, Matt, it's over to you, buddy. Right, mate. So this one isn't He's Got Balls. This one is She's Got Balls. 
or more to the point, they've got balls because that result on Sunday was fantastic, wasn't it? Uh, we are, of course, discussing Tottenham women's first ever victory over Manchester City in the Women's Super League. It was actually the first league defeat uh, the, the, the Man City women have suffered at home since April yeah. 2018. I mean, yes. you, like, you go back to 2018, if someone had said to you the word social distance or pandemic, yeah. and you'd be like, yeah, I've vaguely heard of pandemic, but yeah. that's how long ago... They yeah. last time they back lost then, at home. Back then, the social distancing was just a reference that women made about my dating stuff. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Yeah. From this point on, I think we're going to have a social distance. What does that mean? Yeah. Don't call me <laughs> ever again. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. But it was uh, th- 33 games. That's how long they went before losing at home, finally, to us. It was a really odd one. Look, I'll, I'll, I'll admit, uh, I was uh, I didn't watch the actual game, but I saw that I've yeah. watched the highlights, and obviously, I you know, my, my phone pinged quite a lot once the result had happened, and you kind of yeah. Realised how much of a, a result it was, but yeah. uh, even watching the highlights, you can it felt a little bit like watching the men's game where you know Man City just dominated, but we just got the rub of the green, you know. Yeah. And Man City as a football club are not very happy with us as a football club. I don't no, think. no, we're really their bogey <laughs> team, both men and women, aren't we, we? We have got to be now the team they want to face least in anything it must just be aggravating them yeah absolutely yeah but it was uh, it was it was a great equaliser by Rachel Williams and I, and I take it you've seen the, the goals as well uh, yeah the, the, yeah, the, the, um, the winning goal was there's, there's a element of luck God, involved, just a bit perhaps. I just yeah, I just want yeah. to say two words uh, or three words hand of God yeah. I think yeah yeah that was <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there is definitely a hint of handball in the build-up there, Matt, yes. <laughs> but, you know, look, if they were, clearly, obviously, if, if if the women's game had VAR, that would have been chalked mm-hmm. off. But it, it, it kind of... It's a, we've had comp- look, we, we don't talk about it as much as we used to, especially when VAR first came in. We try not we to. We try not why. to, yeah. There's a real effort there's, there's a, on yeah, our part. Yeah, exactly. And, and there you go, there's a second yeah. test pass. Look, you've, you've, you've heard the yeah. word VAR and you haven't sworn, which is another... Nope. Uh, there you go. Nope. But Dead it, proud of myself. It, I'm very proud of you too, Sam. But um, Thanks, it, it was it was nice to... Look, I, I appreciate that if you were a Man City fan, you'd have been really upset with what, what you saw. But... It, it, in football, you you had you had that pre-VAR, and it was one of those ones where it'd go against you like that week, but next week you probably get one going for you, and it was part yeah. of the charm, wasn't it? That you know, I I get it. I'm, I'm saying this as a, as a Spurs fan, so I'm obviously happy that we got that that winner, but yeah. it's it's just part. It was part of it, you know, and. That, don't get me wrong, I appreciate the VAR has got rid of the mistakes like that, like a glaring kind of goal that wasn't yeah. a goal. But I enjoyed it. I was like, yeah, you know, just just take it, you know. And it, obviously the referee didn't see it, although it was blatantly obvious. It, I mean, it wasn't no. even like it, she kind of stuck her hand out. She had her hands. It was like she was trying to catch it, wasn't it? You know? no, uh, yeah, it was like she'd heard the whistle and she was going to catch it to, to end the game. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah, <laughs> or 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 for a few minutes she thought she was in goal. I I don't know, but yeah, but yeah, we'll, we'll take it. It was one we'll of those it. that it, you know, it's one of those that if it was in the men's game and it was missed by officials and VAR didn't call it back, you'd see a stadium burnt down. Yeah, you know, yeah. by the opposition fans. Yeah, 
completely. Uh, but you know, it's one of those things. And like you said, these things do balance out over the season. Like, like in the men's game, you see VAR decisions balance out over the season. Mm. Tottenham get a goal chalked off one week, but then the following week, VAR save us. So it swings in roundabouts to the decisions. But yeah, Tottenham. I mean, you're right. I mean, yeah, the, the collective team have balls in in that. Uh, in that sense, without a shadow of a doubt, they they stuck in that game despite going a goal down really early. And one of the things about Tottenham women that I've noticed since I've been following it is they tend to concede in clusters. So when I saw that early goal, I was like, this could be a hammering. Mm. This this could be bad. But oh, perhaps the new coach, perhaps the new players, a new mentality, a more professional mentality. Because, of course, this team's only been professional for three years. This is the third season. Mm. And bear in mind that's been during a pandemic yeah <laughs> so sure, sure. football's been very different very stale without the fans so yeah i i, I was dead proud of that i, I thought they'd done great yeah no yeah, I, was dead proud. I was really impressed so yeah so i've i've, I've proven that the spurs women have got balls now, yes. now they literally don't have balls <laughs> No, thankfully no, and nor, no but for the people that do literally have balls that are listening this is where I, I, do you know what I was having a look you know last week I saw the, the, the amount set. of non-PG jokes that are going I know do you know what Sam you're doing this so well you're doing me. so well this is so me. I had a look at the website today and uh, there's a fantastic product these guys are selling called the Weed Whacker Ooh, have you seen this yes it's yes, fantastic, not only, mate. Not only have I seen it, they've sent me two. You got what? Why haven't you sent me one of them? Then I need a weed whacker. That's... Because it arrived yesterday. Right. Okay. <laughs> God, and I want a spare. No, you <laughs> want to send it to me? It looks fantastic. No. So this thing is kind of got like a a dial on the top. You stick it up your nose, stick it in your ears, and it's that's it. Yeah. You, your nose and your ears are hairless. That is what right. we've been crying out for. So, so we we need to discuss this okay. generally. So. Uh, how old are you now, Matt? I'm 42. Yeah, my lucky number, by the way, okay. 42. You're going to have a good year. Thank I told you, you that before. Yeah. Um, I am a, a 39 in January. When I was younger, and I never really paid much attention to this, but I remember being in school and seeing some of the male teachers of an older nature and thinking, this guy, he's basically got a forest coming out of his nose <laughs> and his ears. What the hell is that about? And generally being kind of quite grossed out by that. And I've reached an age now where I suddenly looked in the mirror and went, my nose is getting hairy. <laughs> um, and, and this isn't a good thing. And I've used like these little scissors things and I've used my razor at a weird angle, like where I'm like just contorting my nose to try and make sure I just get rid of these damn things. Um, I know there are multiple nose hair trimmers available on the market i've just never bought one for myself it's just not something i would do i'm not that kind of guy <laughs> um but i have been sent one and it's called a weed whacker which by the way is just a great name for any product um i haven't tried it yet it literally arrived yesterday and because it came from manscaped i was just like i don't i'm dreading what this is i i have no idea i mean is this going to be for trimming hair in a place I don't want to consider trimming hair? You know, is this is going to be crazy? But no, this this is something I think actually more and more people would be would be interested in. So yeah, they are our sponsors. So yes, we are promoting this, and I am personally going to try this today. Um, so on next week's show, you will get to hear 
how it went. You should do like <laughs> a little live on... record, Sam. <laughs> if I come on, I'm like this. Hey, everybody, really want to try the weed whacker? You know, it didn't go well. Um, but yeah, it, uh, I am I am genuinely going to try it today. Uh, it's going to be a thing. I, um, I'm kind of freaked out by this new grooming modern man self that I'm becoming. But I like it, Sam. Um, if you if you go on to I... sorry, yeah, I was going to say if you go on there, yeah. it's it's forty quid. But you put a yeah. you put a code in SN Pod as uh, Spurs News Post SN Pod, and it gets down to thirty two, and obviously yeah. free shipping as well. Yeah, and, and that's it. The free shipping is a great thing. Um, the other thing is we have got listeners all over the world. Uh, wherever Manscaped sells, our code works. Fantastic. So if you're based in the US, anywhere, um, then then please do go on. Uh, we want to try and get as many sales as possible because then Manscaped will sponsor us for the full season, not just the beginning bit, uh, which means me and Matt will actually earn a couple of quid towards the Christmas party, which we're actually hoping to have this year, providing the pandemic doesn't kick back in. <laughs> so we've been trying to do this now for two years. We'll do it. We'll get it done. <laughs> like 2019, it was like, yeah. Oh, hang on a minute. People are getting a bit sick. All right, don't worry about it. You know, we'll all get together. We'll get together in the new year. We'll make it like... And then 2020 happened, and let's all just face it. Roll it off. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was a dumpster fire, wasn't it? Um... And then, and then there, we're we're kind of here now, where it's like, yeah, everything looks to be okay. We seem to be all right. And then the last few, I don't know about anyone else, but the last week watching the briefings again, I've been a bit. Oh God, you're yeah. you're worried. <laughs> you you lot look nervous, and I don't like that. Also, whenever they we like bad news, Van Tam on my screen, I know something's wrong. Bad news, Van Tam. Yeah. Right, Sam, we've everybody, got <laughs> everybody else just gives a bit of info. That guy, they literally wheel out. It's like, okay, no one likes him anyway. Get him out. Get him out. <laughs> get, get, Get him to tell everyone that they're they're going to be locked in their houses again. Yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm keeping an eye on that. But assuming, assuming, you know, doing my hands together, looking up to the skies and hoping Superman saves us. Um, I I hope. I hope against all hope that this year we can finally have our Spurs News Christmas party. I'm only going to come to Spurs News Christmas party if you send me this second weed whacker, by the way, because I'm you know. <sighs> See, I was going to wrap it and give it to you for Christmas. That's ruined now. I've, I've completely wrecked that idea. Uh, yeah, no, that's fine. We'll sort that out. Um, no, why don't you go on the website and buy yourself one, well, you, you cheapskate? Can... <laughs> go towards our numbers then. Oh, there's a discount code, SN Pod, Matt. If you put that in, you get money off and free shipping. Yeah. Did you know that? I did know that, yeah. And it's, oh, it's, good, it's yeah. fantastic, honestly. There's so, they've got so many good products there. They've got packages. They also do um, this, I, I didn't realise as well, they do this monthly subscription thing. So if you kind of get like a razor and you, you get re- mm-hmm. reduction off the base price of it, and then every yeah. few months they'll send you replacement razors. So, yeah, it's really, really good, really, really good products they sell. Well, everybody, take a look, pretty please. And if you want to buy yourself something great, if you want to buy us something as a gift, that's brilliant. Use our code, get money off, get free shipping, and we can then get drunk and we'll record it for you. There you there go. You go. <laughs> that's a good incentive. If we have a Christmas party, there will definitely be a YouTube video of that because that needs that. That's happen. all the incentive you need to, to get us some money for a yeah, Christmas party. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All the incentive anyone needs. Yeah. Um, someone did email in and just go, a lot of people possibly don't want to buy stuff like weed whackers or whatever. You ought to set up a thing called a tip jar. I don't know if I want to 
open that can of worms personally but apparently for um podcasts and stuff like that, it's like a website you set up and if anyone feels like they want to chip in at any point they literally can throw some money in the tip jar oh no and i was kind of like okay well, i suppose that could be kind of nice and people if they felt inclined they could but at the same time i i, it, I think it ruined me i'm one of those people who like oh this week's show was great yeah people tipped us 40 pence oh no this show show Tanks? What the? Uh, yeah, I, I think I think I'd overanalyze that. <laughs> I'd, I'd be a nightmare. Um, unfortunately, speaking of overanalyzing and things and things being a nightmare, we do have to talk about the Crystal Palace gang. Um, what happened, mate? We, man- we managed we managed to get to about twenty minutes in, <laughs> so I think we've done quite well. Um, uh, what happened? Uh, we got weed whacked. Yeah, um, it really did. Didn't no, we? I I um. I have a theory on this, um, and a theory is that... uh, Okay, let let me start at the beginning, because I am not that wanged up about it, and I had to really look at myself over this and try and work out why. Uh, This may sound crazy, but not playing well and getting hammered 3-0 at Crystal Palace should be a result that sends me into some kind of meltdown. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That that should have been... Last season, that happens. I'm I'm like... Like with the West Ham game where we ended up drawing 3-0. I was apoplectic, man. I was gone. Um, with this, I didn't feel that way. And I, I really had to work out. And my first worry was that I've entered complete Tottenham apathy. <laughs> Um, you know, like the end of last season, that's where I was. Like the the back end of last season, Jose was gone. We lost the League Cup final. And we had those games left, and I gotta be honest, it could have been any result at all. Um, Ryan Mason was in charge, so I felt a little bit, you know, kind of. I really hope things go well for Ryan, mm. but I genuinely wasn't caring. I was just waiting for the summer. I was done. You know, mm. I was just like, I let's get through these games because I just want to watch the cricket for a few weeks you know (laughs) just just i don't want to be doing this anymore um so i I was a little bit worried that perhaps complete apathy crept in but i've actually i think i've got to a point now where i've worked out what it is it's not apathy i when we appointed nuno um of all the different managers and all the different options that were discussed and all the different things i kind of said to myself well that that's a manager who's coming in based on what i saw him do at wolves um it's got a very similar uh, kind of mindset to what Pochettino had about a smaller squad, a very close squad, a very kind of, um, you know, you want to build a real team ethic, work ethic. And in the opening games, I think we've seen that. Now, don't get me wrong, in all the games we've played, we have not seen us rip a team apart and look absolutely awe-inspiring, like this is the best football we've ever seen. But I think a lot of people forget the first season of Pochettino, which is, it was a team in transition. Um, we had a squad of players where a lot of them didn't want to be there. And we had a mismatch of all different sorts. And he was supplementing, um, you know, some of these players who just weren't performing with academy players. And it kind of feels the same now. Um, you know, we, we got players who haven't really performed. You've got players like Tangi and Dembele, for example. The guy's just a world-class talent, um, but doesn't seem to 
want to play um and or doesn't want to train perhaps mm. is more accurate like you know, i mean basically like he, he acts like everyone when they're 15 you want to show up and play every week but you don't want to do the training yeah. and the running bits yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> perhaps that's what it is and maybe none of us can blame him for that um but you know you've got situations like that within the squad um Aurier and Sissoko before they leave and they've gone obviously Harry Kane desperately wanted to leave and has ended up staying so there, there's a lot of stuff going on within the squad that he is having to work with and try and resolve and try and work out going into the Palace game you you obviously got that and everyone's got away on an international break and us more than most seem to get hit by both injuries and this bizarre South American c- catastrophe, basically. Yeah. Um, which meant that when we went when we went into the Palace game, the the team, so the eleven that started, not only had they never played a minute together that as a team, the back four, for example, hadn't even trained longer than three hours together. Because well, people coming back and people slotting back in, um, and then Eric Dyer, who was the the lone kind of linchpin, if you like, then goes off injured, which, by the way, I'm really thankful to say is nowhere near as bad as it looked on the day. Um, I think he thought he dislocated his knee, and it's ended up just being like a really bad dead leg. Um, be- because if you if you watch the game or watch the highlights, you can see as he stands up to limp off, his knee is swollen. And I think they were all like panicking, like, oh no, what could this be? What could this be? But in essence, it was like an impact injury and the swelling went down with ice and stuff. So by the end of the game, he was already moving better. And But he was in pain. You know, he's one of those guys, there's a lot of footballers like it. it when you see him go down, if they stay down, you're like, oh, <laughs> something's not right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're one of those who jumps back up. But yeah, so um, basically... Uh, I watched the whole game. Did you get to see any of it? I think you were working. No, I watched it. Um, oh, you and did. Okay. I was. What I was going to say about it was that um, I, I, I know I've said this before, but I wonder with Jermaine Jenner. I can't make wake out make out whether he actually hates us or because he right. used to play for us, he overcompensates uh, to prove that he's got no yeah. bias towards us. Because yeah, I, I, I'm like I wasn't sure whether to bring it up to be honest, because I, I sometimes feel like when you lose a game it's it's an easy out to have a pop it a pundit but i i i'm like you I, I watched that game for all to see and just some of the stuff he said was was almost like a talk sport level of by the time i finish this my social media is going to be lit up because i said this yeah Do you know what I yeah mean? i i get that and, and and the thing that see this is what made me think of it was because you talking about eric dyer so yeah. I, I remember him uh, saying, um, "Crystal Palace." This is about I think about uh, thirty minutes in because this is what these one would bring this up was because obviously Tanganga got sent off and then they got the three yeah. goals. But I felt like as soon as Dyer went off, that was when the game changed. And yeah. and Jenis was saying that it's because Palace have realised that we're not very good. And I mean that's I fe- that felt yeah. like a dig, right? Yeah. But I think yeah, it, was, it was. I think I it. Yeah, I think it more of it was the fact that they looked at it and they thought, look, there you go. You have got Tanganga that always oh, centre back, but plays as right back. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got now got Rodon on. That's a young guy that oh, it's a centre back, but he's got very little experience. 
we can get at these. I don't think it was yeah. them going, oh, look, actually, these t- these Spurs aren't very good. Because, look, I'm, I'm going to be biased because I'm a Spurs fan, but I think we are a good squad, you know? But yeah. but he, he was kind of trying to imply that, oh, look, they've given them, they've given them too much respect and now they realise they're actually a crap team, you know? Uh, I'm allowed to say that word, aren't I? You can bleep that out. Is that a swear word? Yeah. No, no, you're yeah. okay. I think, I think Kean will be all right with yeah. that. Yeah. But, and, it, and it just... Just, it, just don't tell us that. <laughs> yeah. But it just it just annoyed me because I, I genuinely think it was the, the, the dire... The dire injury is what kind of triggered the change in the game, I, I think. Yeah. Look, look, I, I, no, I, agree, I... I agree with you with the fact that with Spurs, don't get me wrong, it's not like we were destroying teams before that game oh, and oh. suddenly it's, it's turned that... You know, we've... we've, we've, we've there's an element of good fortune to the three wins we had, but I still felt yeah. like we could have beaten Palace with the form that we've been carrying from the last no, few I, games. I, I agree. I, I think I think we I think we could have. I, I think in the game, like like you said, is um, I'm looking at this. This is a transition season, and I think people need to realise that the the team that Pochettino built, where for two seasons we were challenging for every trophy, and we looked great. Unfortunately, we never capitalised on that. We never built on it. We are where we are, and we have gone right back to like literally we are where we were when Pochettino first walked in, which is kind of a Europa League challenging place. We might, uh, you know, dance with the top four a bit, but we're very rarely going to end up in it. Unfortunately, that's where we are. We're in that bracket again, so we need to build back. Hopefully, the club has learnt the lessons of last time, but you know, <laughs> we'll see. But Nuno has to do that. And one of the first things Nuno's done, and everyone should be able to see this, you know, you can be angry that we're not playing beautiful attacking football yet, and you can be annoyed at the past result, definitely. But one of the things that I think everyone should be able to see is the work ethic in the players that are there. Um, if someone had said to any Tottenham fan that Eric Dyer and Davinson Sanchez were going to be the first-choice centre-back pairing for the start of the season everyone would have predicted our goal difference would be like minus 50 by now, you know? Everyone would have been, that's terrible, you know, that's shocking, that's real mismanagement, it shouldn't be happening. But in reality, those two, in the first three games of the season, were great. Um, Body on the line defending with blocks, body on the line defending with anything that came in the box, those two met it and dealt with it. Um, Of course, teams got chances, That's, that's what happens, it's the Premier League. But we went our first three games without conceding a goal. And against Crystal Palace, to be honest with you, yeah, they had some shots, but they were from range, and we never looked like conceding until we were down to 10. And even then, their first goal was a penalty. Yeah, yeah. And, and, it, so, and, it, and, it, and it, yeah. it, it, uh, the thing is that you could see that once that first goal went in, it was either going. It was either going to stay one 0 or they were going to score more. Yeah. You know, it was. It was... Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think they brought on the the striker and our our defence at that point. You could see were just ragged because we were trying to get back into the game. We were down to ten men, and we were just then not staying in the shape we tried to stay in previously. And the guys just come on and was electric and f- got two touches, two goals. It, mm. It's it's mad, but it happens yeah. in football. So. But at that point, you know, losing the game three nil is just kind of like, oh, that hurts. You know, yeah. that's that's painful. But as soon as we went down to ten, the um going down to ten men, there was a lot said about that, and it was like a real kind of um, there was a very angry backlash at Jaffet Tanganga. Um, uh, yeah, he shouldn't have got involved in that, but 
I'm not annoyed with his first yellow card. The second one is the one that I think any coach or anyone needs to say to him. After an incident, you need to find a way to zen yourself again. You know, (laughs) you need, you know, the the world class. You think about one of the most world class gits on a football field, Ramos, right? That guy can like get in someone's face like he wants to kill him, get booked. But then when he walks away from that incident, he's ice again. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's like he then doesn't go steaming it. Of course, he has done in his career and been sent off. But nine, he plays like that every week. He doesn't get sent off every week. Jaffet got right into it um, over the fact that they hadn't let the ball go out for Lucas. Again, there's a lot of people having a pop at Lucas. Lucas stayed down when he, well, a lot of people felt he shouldn't have. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he felt winded you know there's so many things that can cause you to stay down that then after a minute you can get up from you know what i mean yeah, sure. so I, i'm not gonna overthink I, I, lucas has never been a player for me who shirks responsibility so I, I don't think he stays down because he's sort of indifferent to the team's defense or anyway um but yeah, overall, I, I mean, the team, like I said, it's a transition season. I'm not going to get stressed out about results in that sense, as long as I can see building blocks being laid down. And, um, and you know what? That's the thing you say about building blocks, Sam. Tanganga will learn a lot from that game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He will. Definitely. He'll, he'll learn. He'll, he'll, he would have, he would have learned a lot about how to deal with his temperament. You know, mm-hmm. and, and look, I appreciate that it would be nicer maybe for him to learn it against in a dead rubber, you, you know, yeah. conference league game. I get that, but at the same time, you, you know, like you, like you've said. With the first year with Pochettino, we finished fifth, didn't we? You know, and it was a transition yeah. season. We're going to get results, like you say, we're going to get results like this. As like, and, yeah. and again, I completely agree with you. As long as the development's there, as long as players are learning, like Tanganga and yeah. Team Spirit's there, then let's take these punches and ride with them. Yeah. Definitely, I agree yeah, with yeah, you. Definitely, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so yeah, uh, it's time though to hand over now to uh, questions from our social media. Um, let's see if other people are willing to take the punches and roll with it. Uh, I know I've I've got these and I haven't read them, so we could be in for some gems here. Are you ready? Let's go, mate. Now it's time for your comments from our social media. We start off with Instagram, which is run by the lovely Laura. Um, Darren Ward.3 says, How strong a team would you play against Wrens? For me, it's the toughest game in the group, and we could do with some momentum going into the weekend, so I'd go quite strong. Thanks. Um, I actually agree with him on that. Um, the only the only aggravating thing, of course, is Chelsea played Tuesday. <laughs> so Chelsea have come home, had Wednesday off, are going to train today. Um, we play today in France. So we've got a flyback um, tonight. Um, morning off, train Friday, Saturday, and then we play Sunday. So um, there's no two ways about it. They've got an advantage in terms of when the fixtures churned out. Um, France isn't exactly the furthest away it could have been, so that's quite mm-hmm. that's quite a blessing. Um, but I, I mean, he's taken everybody but the injured players, so I, I don't know how strong it's going to be. But I do feel there's some people there that need to play themselves back into form. Um, Harry Kane against Crystal Palace had his worst stats for Tottenham ever. 
um, which is a bit shocking. Um, I feel like I talk about him too much, so I'm not going to go down the various thoughts on why that could be. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like there are some players there that could do with playing more and getting ready. Also, through injuries and stuff, there are some areas of the team where our options are actually kind of limited. Um, so people may have to play regardless. Someone I hope starts tonight, though, on a lighter note, Dylan Marcande. He was on the bench, wasn't he, in the last game? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd, I'd love that. Um, and I think Tottenham fans would like him. Um, if you've not seen him at all, he's an academy graduate, um, or coming through the academy, I should say. He was voted under-23 player in Premier League 2 of the month for August. Um, been Been in great form, so... I'd, I'd love to see that rewarded by a start um, because, he, you know, Sonny's injured at the moment. Uh, Bergwijn, you know, he's got an injury. Sessignon's out. Um, to me, it just would be a good thing to see. But, yeah. you know, Darren's, Darren's right. I mean, this of, of, the, of the group games, Wren's away, I think, is going to be the toughest fixture. But, yeah. Um, you've got to keep Chelsea in mind, which is going to be on Sunday, uh, which you and Seb are going to be at, so we all we all know we've won that. Oh, don't say um, that. Don't have, don't have to worry. <laughs> I, I was stressing about it. I was really worried. I watched us against Palace, and I thought, this Chelsea team are going to really humiliate us, but then I remembered, so I'm good. Now. I feel better. <laughs> it's got yeah, to no come to it at no some point. No pressure. No, no. He's a season ticket holder now. We're going to win everything because of it. Um, so uh, the next one's from the Johnny Stark, who says, "Does Kane need Sonny more than Sonny needs Kane? It seems like Sonny can make a Champions League final without Kane, and Kane can't even score against a lower table team without Sonny, let alone win anything." Um, Kane won the Golden Boot in the Contributor of the Year last year, but of course that shouldn't be, you know. You shouldn't be forgotten just how many of those goals were set up for Son. Um, there's, uh, yeah, um, based on what my eyes see and what the stats tell you, it would suggest that um, Sonny is kind of a big part of of Harry Kane's success last season. Definitely, mm. I, I, um, I think we like we we obviously focus on Kane being the main man, but Sonny's just. You know he's so um, intrinsic, isn't he? In the like yeah. how how well we do, I think, on the pitch. And I, I, yeah. I, I, I look, it, hindsight's a fantastic thing, but I I wonder if Son had Son had been playing against Palace, whether we would have lost three 0 You know? Yeah. Well, it is it is one of those things where it's, it's you can never fully know. But we didn't carry a goal threat in that game. Um, I think we had one shot on goal. Um, which is not good enough. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Um, what I've said about building blocks and things is the building blocks we've seen so far is that there is a much better team work ethic around defending and bodies on the line. I mean, I saw Deli Ali throw himself in the front of the ball, something that isn't synonymous with Deli's game, but he had a good game, they are committed. He? Yeah, yeah they, they've all bought into it. They're all committed. Now, that is, is the first block. That is the first step, and we're seeing that. What we now need to see is patterns of play emerge where we can attack teams. That isn't there yet, but it doesn't happen overnight. And it doesn't happen when you've got a squad this brand new but unable to play yet or 
you've got this player over there and this player recovering from injury this player wants to leave you know the talisman of the team basically spent the summer trying to leave there are things that it's going to take a bit of time to iron out yeah. <laughs> basically um but yeah uh johnny it's a great point um i think ken does owe sonny quite a lot of thanks um i think he knows that I think Sonny, um, when you watch him play without Kane, doesn't appear to have his game impacted that as badly. But then again, um, I've seen Harry Kane without Son just barrel goals in left and right. I, I think a lot of it comes down to the creativity in the side against Palace was was non-existent. But also, um, I, see, I didn't I didn't want to necessarily go down this road. There's two trains of thoughts on when Kane played like that against Palace. One is the guy was on international duty, came back, he was involved in three match day squads whilst he was away. He possibly just simply wasn't able to hit the ground running as much as he would do normally. And he's older now, so he's trying to manage that. And that's why the stats show as his worst Tottenham performance in terms of, you know, sprints and everything. Mm. He just, he wasn't able to do it or he decided he needed to manage himself to prevent an injury, which we can all understand. Um, Of course, the other train of thought is if that's going to be his level of effort for Tottenham, because he doesn't genuinely want to be at the club anymore and therefore he's kind of checked out, this could be a very horrible season. I I don't, I I know know where you're coming from. But yeah. I, I feel like uh, with with Kane, uh, a lot of it. I think if the team play well, then you know mm. he gets a lot more. He, he, although he does come, he does come back a lot. You know, you always you see yeah. him drop back quite deep. I still feel like he needs the, the, the team performing. You know, and so it might it may have just been. You can look at it and go, oh, you know, he's his worst stats. But at the end of the day, it's a team game, isn't it? And you can't do it by yourself, can you? You know, so yeah. I think you've got. To, although you kind of got to look at it and go, yeah, you know, maybe he could have raised his game. I think you've got to look at the whole team against Palace. The, I think mm. the whole team just didn't didn't perform, did they? I, no, I agree. Yeah. I, I the the only thing that bothered me is when I watch Tottenham if they're not playing well, Kane's quite vocal. Mm. Like if the ball don't come through to him, he, he tells people, you know, and stuff like. that. He wasn't doing that. Right. And that was what was worrying me. The, the, however, when the incident kicked off with Tanganga and someone went to push Skip out of the way, I saw Kane run in like an absolute lunatic. I thought he was going to start lamping people left and right. <laughs> so it, it kind of, for me, it was like he was almost drifting in the game and that incident kind of, he, he does, that for me was like, okay, he does care. Mm. Because Kane if he didn't care at all, would have just stood there watching, you know, I'm not captain of this team. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's Hugo's job. Um, I think the minute he saw it was the young players that were getting a bit bullied, perhaps he, he was very much on the scene and dealt with it quite well. But um, <laughs> the thing that I did made me laugh as well is all that's kicked off. There's, there's no way that it can be put. This is kind of like, it was 50, 50 at best, you know, Jaffa got right in his face and, called him called him a few choice words which a few people have got on a slow motion replay which keeps making me laugh um but yeah kane kind of did you see the referee then like kane's like england captains they're like pointing to the referee or what everyone else has done wrong yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like full-on like hello sir i'm the england captain allow me to tell you how to do your job <laughs> um but yeah so uh <clears throat> i was a bit worried seeing that his lack of kind of 
communication and stuff. But I'm I'm gonna write it off. I'm gonna write it off as it was a poor game for the team. Therefore, it was a poor game for Kane. And hopefully, we're gonna see because. I don't know about you, but what I want to see is a few goals from him and a few celebrations and a few kind of... That's when we're going to see where his head's at. Yeah. You know, he, he runs off to the fans and goes crazy because he's just scored a goal against Chelsea. We're going to feel that. Um, if he's <clears throat> looking lost and despondent and scores and just kind of walks off, we're all going to feel that too. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of i think where we're going to we're going to know but yeah i i'm like you i i think i was a little bit kind of concerned looking at that but i'm willing just to write it off as a bad game we we've seen it before we've all had them yeah you know? sure uh the next one on uh, instagram or the last one on instagram is from Churso. have you tried out the dare skywalk dare skywalk the edge the abseil platform stadium tour or the new corner pin yet i did the skywalk and thought it and i thoroughly recommend it um, Chirso goes on to say, how confident are you of winning silverware this season or finishing in a higher position than last? I'm not very confident as Chelsea, the two Manchester clubs and Liverpool are all much look, look much stronger. Um, I cleaned that up. Chirso did not say the club names like that. Okay. <clears throat> um, but yeah, uh, you've done the stadium tour. And I know Dan, for his birthday, did the Skywalk and the Edge but they wouldn't let him film it because we wanted to put it on our YouTube channel. I'm still gutted about that. Yeah, I reckon yeah. he'd look terrified. <laughs> His missus said, like, oh, you know, I'll have to get a video of you doing it for the YouTube channel because you're going to look like you're bricking yourself. He was like, thanks. Thanks a bunch. <laughs> um, you know, that that's proper love, that is. You, know, you, can tell, you can tell they're in it for the long haul when she says stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, um, I haven't. I want to. I want to do the stadium tour. There's no way on earth you'll get me up on that skywalk. There's just no chance whatsoever. Yeah. I, I... Um, no matter how many times they email me about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but how confident am I on silverware? Uh, Nilpois. Unless we get some cup run going, which would be great. Um, I'm not looking at silverware at all anymore. Uh, under Pochettino, um, we developed into a team that were challenging, and I felt going into every season we had a realistic chance. I still carried that into last season with Jose. Jose had a full window, um, and I felt we had a realistic chance. Going into this season, I'm looking purely like I did when Pochettino's first season, which is a transition, and just hoping you know, of something great, of course. I'm, I'm a Tottenham fan. I'm always an optimist. Um, but... <laughs> I, I'm not, expectation is completely gone. With regards to finishing higher, the league's a nightmare. I mean, I'd love to see us finish higher, of course I would, but it, it's bizarre. The Premier League, it must be the most unpredictable league in the world in terms of, you can probably nail on the top four, you know, out of five clubs every season now. But the rest of it, it's an absolute... How? How could you predict it? Going into this season, I thought Leeds United were going to be right up there. And they're not doing well. Uh, you, you'd look at Arsenal go, oh, Arsenal strengthened well. They lost their first three games without scoring. You know, it, it's it's bonkers, this league. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think that, although you say that, <clears throat> I, I would kind of make a couple of predictions. I think 
Uh, Go for it. I think Chef, um, say Chef, oh, say Chef, Chef United. Then uh, Brentford will have a good season. And the reason why I was about to say yeah. Chef United is because I feel like they're they're going to do a Sheffield United and yeah. have a strong season. I think they will. I can't see them going down. I think they they kind of got that small. They've got only got a new stadium, but it's a fairly smallish yeah. stadium, so they've got really good support there. And, and big teams aren't going to want to go there, are they? No. I, I the thing I love about uh, side like Brentford being in the Premier League is it reminds every other team in the Premier League and their fans, hopefully, of just how lucky they are. Mm. Because Brentford fans are loving every minute of it. They could get tonked 5-0 and they'd be like, Liverpool just beat us in a league game. That's amazing. You know, they are just, we are in the Premier League and we are going to love every single minute of it. And I think sometimes Tottenham fans, for example, or Everton fans, for example, we're not the the clubs that win everything every season, but we are in the Premier League yeah. every season, and I think sometimes we can take for granted just how great that is. I think Leeds fans, have, you know, when they came back up, showed how happy they were to be back, and I think watching the Brentford fans and the Brentford team's performance, the only thing I will say about Brentford is what would worry me is that they'll burn out. Do you think? Um, yeah, that's the only thing. But I'm hopeful that they stay up definitely. Yeah, I think they will. And and. You, Sometimes you look at that and go, oh, that burn. I remember looking at Leicester going, well, they're not going to win the league, but this is fun. And the, they went and bloody won the league. <laughs> um, so, yeah, oops. And it stopped being fun when we were the team chasing. Yeah. Uh, okay, so over to Facebook, we open with James Campbell, who says, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on the Pang Palace game. Uh, if Lucas Moura hadn't stayed down when he was actually, when he wasn't actually injured, Tanganga wouldn't have felt pressure to foul. That's funny, we just talked about this. Um... Yeah, it's possible. I mean, Tanganga basically took down Zaha because he was angry the ball hadn't been played out. Um, I think Jaffet's quite an aggressive, in-your-face type of player. He looked up, saw a player down. Palace sort of slowed the play like they were going to and then just decided to carry on, which is they're well within the rights to do. Um, And I think Tanganga decided, no, (laughs) I'm not having that. Um, and no matter what happened that instant, Zaha was getting put out. You know, it didn't matter what was going to happen. Um, the other thing in that incident uh, about Mora staying down, I mean, I kind of gave my opinion a minute ago. What about you, Matt? I mean, do you do you hold some sort of feelings on it? Well, I, I think that, um, look, like you said, Palace had no, there, there was no obligation for them to, to, to stop the game. And, yeah. and and if you think as well, they're they're attacking. So Lucas Moore, he's not going to affect. Like you know, if he's he's injured, uh, you know, at their end, they start playing. Yeah. So Lucas Moore is irrelevant, really, whether he's where he's up or yeah. not. He's not going to be back there defending for that attack. So I, I think they're well within their rights to do it. And and yeah. I, and I, I think I can understand uh, Tanganga's frustration. And and you know, it goes back to me saying it about him learning. Hopefully, he'll, he'll learn from that. But. I yeah. get I get it with the question. I do appreciate the question that it's like you know if that had have happened then this wouldn't have happened. But it's that's football, isn't it? You could like you could analyse every game and go well if he hadn't done this then would that have happened? If that you know the whole that's yeah. that's that's sport, isn't it? You know so many things happen that mean other things happen, and you just kind of have to just accept it. I, I think it would have been different if like. Lloris had gone down injured, that would have been completely different. But I, I genuinely yeah, think I that it's just. You know, it's it's he's not it's not a head injury. He's not going to affect their attack. No, I don't, I don't see a problem with them attacking. I think they're well within their right to do it. And I, and I would have hoped that we would have do the same if it had been the other way around. You know. Yeah. No. 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 I agree. I, I agree with you. Um. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Liam Hickey says, "Why do Spurs always have the thing of raising our hopes then crushing them? 
Why is there never any consistency to our performances? I think, Liam, you'll find a we are consistently inconsistent. Best bet every team. I mean, look, look you, apart from Man City, who lost their first game of the season, they're destroying everyone 5-0, 5-1. Apart from Man City, I don't think any club has consist like I know it's easy to to look at Spurs and go oh why is it always us that does this but I can imagine you go on any fan forum of any team in the league apart from Man City and they'll all be asking the same questions won't they yeah. how can you go one week winning and the next week we're doing this it's just football yeah. isn't it you know it is bonkers yeah. um and yeah I mean I I know a few Man United fans who basically saw the return of their messiah um in Ronaldo and then they went and lost to young to boys, young boys. <laughs> um so uh, yeah, it's it's bizarre. F- football's football's a funny old game. And talking about it, talking about being bizarre as well, I don't know if you saw the news. Actually, it's been announced while we've been doing a podcast. But um, poor old Chris Hewton got has been sacked at Nottingham Forest, yeah. and they they are a team that like I appreciate they're they're bottom of the league, which is why obviously he's lost his job. But yeah. you know, it wasn't long ago, that long ago, sort of twenty thirty years ago, when they were you know top of the top of the top league. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. well. Uh, I think Nottingham Forest have won the Champions League twice. Wow, it's mad, isn't it? You know, that is yeah. just football for you, isn't it? You know, yeah, Football is mental, <laughs> but right now they're bottom of the Championship and Chrissy Hewton's lost his job. Yeah. Um, a really good coach, Chris. I like it. Um, I, think, I think Nottingham Forest, when you look at the number of managers they go through, there's club problems mm. there that means that coaching there must be difficult because... Chrissy Hewton, I think every job he's done, you can see the team play well and he develops a good work ethic. Hopefully he won't be out of work long yeah. uh, like Chris Hewton. Yeah. Um, Kevin Anthony says, great show, guys. Listen to every podcast with anticipation, much like supporting Spurs every week. <laughs> if Harry is signing a new contract, do you think that he will stay longer with Spurs, even with a release clause? I am like you, Sam. I've lost the love for Harry a bit after the way he went about things, but I do believe we are a better team with him. Uh, cheers for all your hard work and glad your mental health has stayed intact after last season, Kev. Uh, thanks, Kev. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if you'd spoken to me and Matt at the end of last season, you'd have said our mental health was still intact. <laughs> we, we were very loopy yep. by the end. <laughs> and basically our last show, we finished and just went by. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> that was it. We, we were done. <laughs> we needed a break. Um, so yeah, um, with regards to Kane and a new contract, there was a lot of talk about that. Um, basically, it, it came from both sides. So the Kane camp kind of leaked that he'd be willing to sign a new deal, um, significant pay rise, and a release clause. And my understanding is the club were like, "Well, we made you an offer when you came back, and you said no." Now that Man City have basically said they ain't going to sign you, you suddenly want to sign a new deal. How about you prove that you still want to be here first? Um, I think that run and run. Unfortunately, of course, January, it gives the press something to write about. Um, But uh, the club won't sell him in January. Everybody really knows that. So (laughs) the the only way we sell him in January is if Real Madrid offer us like 250 million for him. Um, He'd be gone (laughs) so fast. He would, yeah. (laughs) Feet wouldn't touch the ground, man. (laughs) Um, yeah, just just as a side note, a second, and Kev, thanks for that question. I hope the answer is okay. Um, did you see this week uh, the UEFA president? And bear in mind my hatred for UEFA, FIFA, and all governing bodies of football. He basically um, was getting grilled over the European Super League and the fact that Real Madrid and Barcelona, you know, Barcelona are in real financial problems. Like you know. 
by breaking up this potential competition, you could be bankrupt in one of the world's biggest clubs and stuff like that. And he was getting a real grilling off the Spanish journalist. And he basically stopped him in his tracks and went, look, in the summer, when this European Super League was being proposed, these clubs, Real Madrid, for example, were saying it was because of they were in just dire financial straits. A week ago, they offered $189 million for Kylian Mbappe. Yeah. And he said, so I'm sorry, I'm not buying it. <laughs> he said, how can you go from we're nearly bankrupt to being able to make offers of world? He said, no, I'm not, I'm not buying it at all. He said, so these clubs can plead poverty. I'm, I'm not I'm not listening. We're going to focus on going forward. Now, I don't like your way for in the FIFA, but I kind of felt, well done <laughs> because that's basically what should have been said so rarely what should be said is said yeah. <laughs> but in that instance he's bang on you can't plead poverty one minute and then go oh but we're going to drop 200 odd million on this player nah not, not for me thank you very much um, Tom Perk says if we rightfully assume that Larice leaves at the end of the season who is our club captain next year Ooh. depends if Kane stays isn't it <laughs> Well, not really. I wouldn't make him captain. Hoybier. Captain captain of the Toilet Brigade. Um, Hoybier's a good shout. Um, a very combative midfielder. I'd uh, Everyone's going to laugh when I say this. I'd give it Oliver Skip. Okay. Because he just turned 21. It's his birthday today, by the way. So, happy birthday, Ollie. Um, uh, when we finish, I need to tell you something. Don't let me forget. Okay. Um, I can't say it on the podcast, so that's that's going to drive everyone listening insane. Have you but have Matt, you sent him a, it's, it's have a you really, sent him something from Manscaped? Is that what you've done, Matt? It's a really cool thing I've got to tell you that I, no one else can. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to drive everyone insane. Um, tell you what, if you're listening right now and you want to know what I'm about to tell Matt, message me and then I can tell you in person that you can't know. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, so uh, don't let me forget because it's the sort of thing I will. Uh, but, yeah, he skips birth today. He's 21 today. Um, he is he's a natural-born leader, and he is a first name on the team sheet already at 21. He loves the club through and through. Um, I think if they stuck a 10-year contract in front of him today, he'd sign it. Yeah. Um, I genuinely believe he could be a real important ingredient for England as well. I I, I rate this kid so much. I I I'd go that way. I'd go down the route of if I stick the armband on him because he's already a player that's one of the first on the team sheet. That's our captain for the next ten odd years, mm. and the whole team can be built around him continuously from that point onwards. A bit like a Gary Mabbott. Yeah, uh, oh, my hero, yeah. my 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 uh, still my captain, Mister Mabbott. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Tom. Um, I wouldn't assume Larice is leaving though. Um, there there's a few rumblings about that at the moment. I wouldn't assume that straight away. Uh, Hugo's in the form of his life. Um, ever since they stopped him trying to play out from the back, I think we can all agree he looks a bloody good goalkeeper yeah, yeah, again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Kevin Russell says, would love to know why Nuno didn't make a subs to manage the Palace game. Would like to know why Nuno failed to utilise his creative talent to give Palace defence more problems, rather than rely on an almost entirely defensive midfield trio. Um, I think it's a fair question to ask, uh, both of them. I think the substitutions ones... um, Again, did you see Nuno's press conference um, when he got asked this? No. Yeah, why didn't you bring on this player? 
because I didn't. It's not your, not your, <laughs> not your problem, <laughs> yeah. is it? <laughs> yeah. Next question. Thank you. Um, it, it, to be honest with you, it's one of those things where I think Nuno is learning about the squad. Um, he's not been in the job that long. He works with them, he trains with them, and he is trying to figure things out himself. I said about building blocks and how you can see the work ethics there and how the initial fitness is definitely there. You know, he's addressed that problem. Um, and now the next problem that needs addressing is the creativity. Mm. Now, you can address that problem one of two ways. One, you buy a Christian Eriksen type player, which I think we do need, to be honest. Or two, you create patterns of play and uh, ways that the team can bring the ball forward, transitions and things to, to create chances. I think that's obviously what he's going to need to do. Um, how quickly that's going to happen, I don't know. But he obviously looked at our Palace game and felt what the options he had wouldn't make the impact that we all hoped it would. That's his opinion, and he gets paid quite a lot of money to make the decisions, um, whereas we get to sit back and go, you're wrong! (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which is our job, definitely. And when he gets it right, we sit back and go, yeah, that's what I'd have done as well. Um, Oh, Stefan Cruz Alvarez, also known as Stepan Stefan, says, did the Palace game show we have a lack of depth, or was it just a case of too many players missing due to injury international restrictions? What do you think, Mike? Well, you did say earlier, didn't you, about the fact that Nuno's looking for this small squad with a, a good kind yeah. of... So, uh, it, it, it was just... A lot of it was bad luck. I mean, to have... Uh, I mean, I know we mentioned it last week that um, Lo Celso and Romero weren't starting in the games, but I think Sanchez yeah. was a massive uh, uh, loss. And then, you yeah, know, obviously with Dyer being injured so early in the game, that was it. Yeah. There was our two centre-backs that have got us through the last yeah. few games. But... It's it's a real difficult one, isn't it? Because like you know, Luna wants that small that small cohesive squad, but when you've got load of players, then you start getting players who are unhappy that aren't playing. So it's it's part part of it's just luck. I mean, you, you talked about Leicester yeah. earlier, didn't you, and how they won the league? Oh yeah, and they were just luck. yeah, they had a yeah. small squad, but it's all about luck, isn't it? You know, so yeah. Yeah. I I think sometimes you just have to uh, you have to just take a punt don't you and go okay look if yeah. we're going to get some injuries then we're going to be really short and weak and certain but let's just hope we just don't get the injuries or we don't get players yeah. going to Brazil when they're not meant to <laughs> yeah yeah moving, mo- moving on from that yes uh, John Coy's Hallam again great middle name for a Tottenham fan are we now happy to <laughs> sorry this is quite funny are we now happy to still be in Europe ahead of Arsenal given that we have finally climbed above them in the UEFA coefficient I messaged our group chat about this earlier in the week so uh, the coefficient in Europe is basically a calculation done by UEFA based on performances and qualification in the European competitions basically since the Champions League became the Champions League etc our coefficient has been a lot lower than our neighbours but we have gained on them in recent years well for the first time our UEFA coefficient, because we qualified and they didn't this year, even though we're in the Conference League, is higher than theirs. Now, you may look at that and go, yeah, and? That doesn't really mean anything. Does it get you a trophy? Yeah, it actually does mean something now, because UEFA are going to be creating wildcard entries into their competitions based on coefficient rankings. And our current coefficient would give us a wild card into the Champions League in 2024, even if we were outside the top four. Oh, wow. 
So if we keep staying in Europe and hopefully go quite far into the Conference League competition, so our points rack up, uh, it is a big. It is actually something that's worth having now. This is this is something a reward for performance. It, it's kind of an, the the idea behind it. Because when I first saw it, I thought all this is going to do is help ring fence, which is something I'm really against. Because obviously everyone in the Champions League is going to get good coefficient points, so they're just going to always be in it, you know, even if they don't play well domestically. Mm. But actually, no, the, the idea behind it is to try and encourage clubs to perform more in the Europa League, the Conference League, because they want these teams to earn higher coefficients to try and them because a lot of clubs like Tottenham for example and our fan base definitely looked at the conference league and went no would rather not be in it a lot of people look at the Europa League and would rather not be in it and therefore will send youth teams and stuff like that what this is to try and encourage is to no, go for it you know you've got a reason to really try and rack up your coefficient here so um, it's worth keeping an eye on uh, you can read more about it on the UEFA website um, but yeah uh, Thanks, John. It was well worth bringing up. Um, Andy Dumbarton says, "Can some of the most can someone tell most of the players or find out why they're not putting any effort into games?" Uh, I think Andy's in a bad mood. <laughs> Andy, you okay, mate? You, you okay, hun? <laughs> yeah, no, no, don't call him hun. No, no, no. Let's be nice to Andy. I'm not like the Man City fan <laughs> message the page having some tirade meltdown. When we lost the Palace. Talking about Man City fan taking it, that that was evidence. They they really don't like no. us. He, he, we had a Man City fan message the page saying, "I hope you have the worst season ever." So Matt replied, "You okay?" <laughs> and he's actually replied to you saying, "Yeah, I'm always okay." Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. So I don't know whether you guys want to kick off your romance any further or what, but yeah. But no, I, Andy? I appreciate that. Look, mate, I'm only missing about Andy. I, look, we're 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 hurting from it. Well, I am. Look, after the game. I just, you know, it just it ruins your weekend like it all does, Spurs fans. You know, for yeah. Christ's sake! But I think my advice to you, mate, and whether you've whether you've kind of you've got this mindset, is just kind of go along with almost what me and Sam are saying. It's like just don't have any expectations this season, you know. Just don't yeah. have any expectations, like, and and, I, and we're gonna let's let's just kind of accept that this is going to be a transition season, and if you can if you can build some real good team um, ethic and kind of like get, get a good strong cohesion between the team then I think we could possibly have another rerun of Pochettino but this time hopefully with some with some silverware at the end of it yeah hopefully yeah if the club had learned the lessons uh, uh, Scott Kinsey Nielsen says any news on the injuries uh, Sonny Sessignon and Dyer did not travel over to France um, and I'm told Dyer and Son the club still don't know if they're going to be available for Chelsea. So that's the news. That's the latest. Uh, Trevor Allen says, can Nuno please explain why he picked Winks over the tea lady? We got um, him on the line, yes. haven't we? We got him on the line. I, I can I can help you with that. Uh, the tea lady is not registered in the Premier League squad and therefore was ineligible to play. <laughs> Smart ass. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's a lot of hate for Harry Winks. It gets to me. I've got to the, be the, um, the dire hate gets to me as well. Really winds me up. Yeah, I, 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 I get that Harry Winks has gone backwards. I, I, I've got eyes. I can see it. I, um, I get that in games it is frustrating that you think there is a player better than that player who could be on the pitch. The thing that I think gets to me is the. 
the kind of the notion now that it, I, I hear it a lot they're not good enough and I, I want I want to know who these people aren't good enough for you know if we were trying to win the league right and we were up there and we win trophies on a consistent basis and Harry Winks is performing the way he is now in that team I would say that he is not good enough to be in a team winning trophies because you know he, that would be correct I think. Mm. We're not that. I, I think people, because Pochettino built us into a team that was challenging, people have this expectation now that every player we sign should be world class. And from day one, by the way, you know, you're not allowed to come in, make your debut after training with the team for a two days, not speaking the language, never even playing alongside a back four that you know you've literally trained with for six hours because of injury, and then the guy who was there to help you because he speaks Portuguese, is off, injured. <laughs> um, you know, and everyone's panning him. I'm talking about Emerson Royale here. Yeah. You know, it's ridiculous. The guy made his debut against probably one of the best wide players in the Premier League consistently for a decade, and he didn't do awful. You know, he wasn't... Everyone's like, oh, he was terrible. We are sending back. I'm like, I don't know what game you all watched, but even the commentators were talking about how much fun it was watching their battle because it was a battle. Yeah, Zaha got the better of him sometimes, but I've got news for you. Zaha will get the better of pretty much every fullback in the world mm. sometimes. <laughs> so, I, I, I don't know. And to judge a guy and to write him off on that one game, I, I, it's... But that, it's bonkers to me. I don't get where that comes from. Um, oh, look, we've signed another player who's not good enough. I don't get it. I, I really don't get it. But with like Harry Winks, for example, Eric Dyer, people are just being abusive now. I swear they're not even watching the games. Harry Winks against Crystal Palace didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do. He didn't create like Christian Eriksen, and he didn't run box to box like a Steven Gerrard moment and it's almost like he's punished because people think we should have better players um, and Eric Dyer has been a linchpin of a defence that hadn't conceded a goal and yet he's still fr- you know thrown daggers at him and people are talking about who do we get to replace him yeah. I don't know what more people can do sometimes yeah. so um, yeah I think anyone with eyes can see that Winks has gone backwards and there's problems in his game I think everyone knows that we, you know, we as a club are not where we were either. Um, so I think people need to work more on supporting the players we got and trying to help them get back to their form than just ripping them down every week. Mm. That's yeah, that's my personal personal opinion. Um, uh, we we record this on a Thursday. This is the sixteenth of September as we record, and as you will hear this. If you're listening the day it comes out, of course. Uh, we play Wrens away in the Conference League. Uh, mate, score prediction? 2-0 to Spurs. How about you? Nice, nice. Uh, I'm going to go 2-1. I think they'll get a goal. Okay. I'm going to go 2-1. Uh, and then, of course, we've got Chelsea on Sunday. Um, I'm not going to give you a score prediction for that, and I'm not going to ask you for one either, because I think we both know. <clears throat> how bad it's going to be however the key the key thing this weekend and I think it's the biggest part of this Seb's record's on the line man yeah no don't worry you can ask me for score prediction 3-1 mate we're going to beat him 3-1 don't worry about that alright alright sorted I'm glad I'm glad <laughs> I was nervous about that game the fact the fact Seb's going I feel so much better I, I honestly feel like I should message the team don't worry about it guys don't even need to train oh, Seb's going to be there the pressure on that poor little boy yeah, yeah. Well, I hope, I hope you let him know that you know millions of Spurs fans all around the world 
are going to be crushed. If <laughs> no, <laughs> no. All, all joking aside, hopefully the kids' luck holds. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fingers crossed. Uh, but that's it, man. That's that's it. That's everything all wrapped up neatly with a tidy little bow. Um, big thank you to everybody for listening. Um, please, please do go buy something off manscaped.com using our code SNPOD. Uh, and therefore, we can use the money to get drunk. Yeah, absolutely. And that is our plan. Can I can uh, I just very briefly unwrap the bow just for a second to ask your opinion on something before we tie the bow back up again? Of uh, course. What, what yeah. do you make of the third kit that's been released today? Um, it's interesting. Mm, <laughs> no, okay, it's a PG show. Um, <laughs> uh, I I feel that it'd be interesting to see this kit on a person because. When I saw the concept art of our away kit this season, I thought it looked like a modern art, which I'm not a fan of. However, once I saw it on people, I, I really like our second shirt this season. I think it's great. I think it's one of the best ones we've had in a while. Uh, it's a bit Marmite, love it or hate yeah. it. Um, with regards to the third one, I, I feel that I have cleaned up things my cat has done, which look better. <laughs> <clears throat> let's tie that bow back up <laughs> please do uh, uh, big thank you everybody for listening uh, I've been Sam, he's been Matt we'll be back next week, take care everyone. take care mate. thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast we hope that you enjoyed the show stay up to date with all things Tottenham, follow us on social media, all links are in the podcast description 